Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. We're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about working, family, research, and policy. We consider the research, talk to experts, and share our takes on what we're all learning about breadwinning. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She's an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, happy inauguration, Arab. <laughs> Shout out that. Just <laughs> my, my Jewish friends out there. That was a word that I learned in with my kids going to preschool at the Kane Street Synagogue in our hood. Every day that was an Arab meant that they shut down at like 11 a.m. <laughs> so <laughs> we'd basically drop the kids off, get a cup of coffee, come back, get them, bring them home. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So it's Inauguration Eve for yeah. our non Jewish friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, so it's a whole new, you know, we, we turn the page, start a new chapter. And I think one of the things to talk about is how many women will be helping to write this chapter. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really amazing. I mean, we have our first black female vice president. <laughs> can we just like, can we just do that for a second? And Indian American. And Indian American. <laughs> and... Stepmom. This and is what I mom. love. Yeah. She has two kids that she had family with her husband and they call her Mamala. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, That's hilarious. That. I love it. Make creating as a child of blended families, it doesn't just happen. You have to work at it to have start a new family in new ways, just as you do with a baby coming in. It takes you a while to learn how to be a family. But I just love that it's this is this couldn't be more American. And her husband like grew up down the street from where we live. Bring it on. I love this family. Yeah, no, it is a great family. It is a great family. Some of those, the, one of the videos, I don't remember if it was at the convention where her stepdaughters talked about her, I don't know. Uh, it like, yeah, it, it, it just, it just goes to the that made me sob during that convention. Right. And because she's doing all this as a breadwinner, yeah. that localized the story, as we would say in local news, we localize it to breadwinning. She's had her amazing career through all of this and finding a role as a working mom. I mean, God love it. Yeah. Right now, let's see, we had this year in Congress, 318 women sought seats in the Senate and the House of Representatives. I know I have a note here that two years ago was a record number of women elected to congressional and gubernatorial contests. It's just a lot of women coming into the fray and they're coming in with kids. They're yeah. coming in as, as people who have competing fundamental interests, what their days have to look like and what they are personally very attached to, which is like the issues of childcare, paid leave, sick time, SNAP, and benefits for food stamps and the like, yeah. like, all the things that it takes to support families. I just got to think having more women is a good thing. No question. I'm thinking about all of the people that we know and some that we, we know from afar who've been working tirelessly for years and years and years and years 
to encourage more women to come into this space. Yes. And I remember Erin Luce Cutraro, there's so many organizations that have done phenomenal work in the space. And we could literally just spend the rest of the yeah, yeah, just, like going, oh, well, here's this one and that one. Yeah. The Yale Women's Campaign School. I get their emails. I'm not planning on running for anything, but I just love to see all the exciting things they're doing just to teach women how to run for office. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I remember talking to Erin Luce Cutraro, who founded She Should Run, which is precursor to Emily's List. I remember talking to her in like 2014. And it was really, really, not that it was early for them, but they were just real. they were trying to figure out how to encourage people. Part of it was really about the skilling up, but but a lot of it was about just helping people change their mindset around being able to manage yes. work and life and leadership, right? And right. I mean, it's truly phenomenal to see how far we've come in the past. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I was looking it up that Senator Tammy Duckworth from Illinois was the first senator to have a baby while serving. And you want to know when that was? Yes. 2018. Jeez. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's that these <laughs> things are very new. Yeah. The recent decision to make a childcare an election campaigning cost, isn't that you're allowed to actually claim for it now? That's a recent change yeah. uh, that comes with women running and there being no unpaid labor at home if everybody's working. And as we know, everyone has to work, that that becomes an important fundamental cost to getting more people to run. Absolutely. Absolutely. The person who fought for that in her campaign actually started a PAC, Vote Mama US. We talked about this, I think, before. But it's, uh, yeah, a PAC. Yeah. Mom's running for office. Because, uh, as she says, running for office is just what mamas do. (laughs) And we do. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, her story starts when after her kids are grown because she's a grandmother. She she had kids and she waited until they were fairly launched before she felt she could run. And I think you see that a lot of that generation. And now to see women running with kids, because it seems so daunting because it's never just the running or just putting yourself out there. It's the events. It's going to the corn festival and, and it's going to the strawberry festival and it's going, going to all those things. And then it's also raising money, being on the phone and just calling and getting every, it's a 24 hour job. But I wonder if it actually comes with flexibility in the sense, because there is no set hours. It's just all things that you could make your time. I, I wonder it as we learn how to do it better, as more and more women run, they also can role model for the next class of women running for office to say, no, here's how you do it. Just set aside this time, kind of make this part of your calendar verboten for events and right. and then give it up for it. And you can do it. Yeah. Definitely seeing others do it makes it seem that's what's that Malcolm Gladwell with the tipping point. Yeah. If you see someone do it, it helps to say, oh, I could do that too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell all the way. I think all the way. <laughs> I think I mean that's representation is you know, yeah. so key to everything to really help us understand that it's doable. I think that's such a not to deviate from the election piece, but I think that's we see people do it. 
So when we look at like women, you know, we've been talking about working moms and and how to kind of normalize that the system is broken. Like there is no trick yeah. to doing this, right? <laughs> you just like, right. It's just, it's, it's just doing it's it. It's just doing it. <laughs> I think with people running for office, I think it may there the expectation that there's some system for doing this may not exist right. the same way. It might be like, well, this does seem like a Herculean task. Yes, I, mean, I completely that. agree. Yeah. In our world, it's much less than running for office, but we're going through the college application process right now. And before you step your toe in, it seems, you know, you kind of remember it. If you went to college, you vaguely remember it's changed a lot. But and then you just take one little step and then you take another step. And then all of a sudden we're fully in. I get it. Now we have a timeline of things we have to do and we task. But before when that page is white, completely unmarked. It seems undoable. I got to think that running for office is the same way like this. I don't know. How do you get whatever? But actually, it turns out that thousands upon thousands of people have held office. The local homeowners association all the way up, which is political. You know, it's the group coming together to decide how to disperse their resources all the way up to, well, president. That's our next step, right? Yeah, that's where we go from here. For sure. For sure. And can we celebrate all the women that have run for office that are not at the federal level? I mean, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. All these moms and non-moms that step up and run the school board, the board of zoning appeals, the local taxing district that used to be, that was my big political body to cover when I was first a reporter with the fire, light and sewer district of Piedmont, South Carolina, (laughs) which by the way, all guys running that uh, at the time. Hopefully there are some women on that now. I think I'm going to look that up right now. (laughs) There you go. go. Well, one person I've wanted to get on our podcast, which I, I will, Nerva La Fortune, who when I was living in Providence, I met this superstar of a person who she's a single mom of two moved back to Rhode Island and ran for city council. And she has a full-time job. She got a degree (laughs) while doing it and she's she's and she's on top of everything. And I mean, you know, Nerva, that's what it looks like. (laughs) That's what it looks like from the outside. But I mean, people just making it happen. I think it's amazing too, that, you, you see it in all professions and politics, too. So we're going to have a phrase that we never thought of is the you don't think a lot of. But Dr. Jill Biden was the second lady. That's what they call the vice president's wife. And, the you know, there's the first lady and the second lady. And now we're going to have a second husband, yeah. which is awesome. No, the second gentleman. Is that what they're going to call him? Uh, that's that's I heard. Yeah. OK. Second gentleman. All right. And then you realize that these things are seems odd at first. And then you realize, oh, these are just traditions we made up and we decide that we want to commit to them. And look at this. It's the world does not come crashing down because the second lady is now a second gentleman. No, it's true. That kind of these thoughts of like, well, what if Congress was majority female? What if would the world come crashing down? No, it would not. But we constantly have it in our mind that it's it's amazing all the the bits that we gain as women. Mm-hmm. What if it just turns out that we just take over? <laughs> I'm all for it. Pat Schroeder, you lead the way, man. So 1973, she was the second youngest woman ever elected to Congress. And I love that they, the history of the House says only a handful of 
women members to serve with young children. Like nobody can keep track of this stuff. <laughs> so I think in her name, let's keep going. Yep. It's just amazing. and But I just think it's constantly in our minds, we think, or at least for myself, that it's constantly about trying to gain a little bit more, yeah. like scrape a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, one more seat, two more seats. It's like, oh, what if we just take over? Yeah. I mean, I think the path is there. I, I think AOC, I don't, oh, she's yes. painted a picture of like what it could really For some reason, there's something just so, I mean, she's a powerhouse. She's amazing. But listening to her talk, listening to her making her case, like it just, it paints the picture. Like, can you just imagine if we were hearing so many voices like that, these incisive, direct, like brilliant women. And that the way that men, not good men, that not good men deal with women that annoy them or that are holding them accountable by mumbling. Was it that he they like crossed and he called her a bitch or something? Yeah. And then you kind of think that she would be shamed by that? Or what exactly were you hoping out of that? I don't think you expected her to go public with that and say, hey, dude. Yeah. It, calm down. File down the sharp edges there and be professional, right. you weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> You weirdo. That should be used way more. You know, that we, why, we can have discourse. You can disagree. Yeah. We're not calling each other names, though. Or at yeah. least, you know, like I used to say to my kids when they were little and the rise of words like this would pop up, the deliciousness. I mean, this guy's talking like he's like a fifth grader, that there are way more clever taunts that <laughs> we can do. That kind of stuff is so lazy. Let's be creative with how we talk to people, how we make our point. Let's try a little harder. So, dude, try a little harder. Because if you thought she was going to be cowed by calling her a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And this is as someone I would have been. I'm going to tell you that if someone said that to me, a professional peer said that to me, I think I would go into a corner like for a It would take me a while. Then I get mad. But I don't know that I go public. I kind of like I, to call him out. I, I, there's a lot of like weird institutionalized, I don't know, interior mindset that I would have done. And I just think, man, that talk about role modeling how we should behave in Congress. Yeah. And I suspect there's a lot of that because a lot of the women who are running for office today are the first of something, right? Yeah. They're, I'm sure they feel a lot of this. They, they, a lot of these things come and then you try to be the good person, you know, like you rise, but we go high, they go low. And like <laughs> at some point you're like, why am I up here all the time? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go down there. But I think AOC kind of showed it like in that situation that she could go high by pointing out that you are low. Yeah. That's quite the masterful uh, turn there. I, maybe we'll see more of it. More of women come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they're also pushing out the people who would use such language to appear. That is true. Because there's only a finite number of seats all the way down the ticket to dog catcher. There's only so many seats <laughs> that there are. Let's get in some good women. That's true. Let, let's let's turn that page, write a new chapter. How about the lady who won the sheriff's seat in, is it Hamilton County in Cincinnati, who says she was fired for being gay, and then she ran against the sheriff and won? There you go. 
I love that story. Let's bring it on. It's I, I guess it's kind of the surprise that women will not be cowed. Nope. You better watch it as we learn how to run. <laughs> we're going to run. So <laughs> we're going to do it. I love it. Yep. I love it. And I think it's true. We know that much like in corporate America, when women, women bring their experience to the table, women of color, women from the LGBTQ community, women, single moms, moms who have just, we all bring ourselves to the table. That happens in corporate America where differences of thought, differences of viewpoint add to the conversation, help you make better decisions. I think we can claim that that happens too in politics, that you're going to say, wait, this thing you're talking about, this policy you're thinking of, this program you're thinking of funding, let me tell you how I know my community as a mom, how this might impact them. Yeah. And we need that. We need we need competing voices to bring up these things because, geez Louise, 80% of Americans want paid leave. Let's get that going. Every every working mom in the freaking country knows the power of, of paid leave. Yep. The dads do too, but it's going to take a majority of women in Congress to finally freaking pass a federal law so I can stop doing those stories that say we're the only Western country. Oh my. <laughs> only first, God, whatever they, you know. A new get- yeah, no. Yeah, I can pop a new guinea in like some countries in Micronesia. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that I've had to say that many a time. Yeah. <laughs> Like And as I used to say with the uh, best companies for working mothers, that the application was, when I left it, it was like six, 650 questions, that if we had a federal mandate for paid leave in this country, I could cut 150 questions. Yeah. No. So it really behooves you. It's a yeah. direct benefit. Yeah. No. <laughs> totally. To support this. All of which brings it back to Kamala. I mean, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Bring on the pantsuits. I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Converse. Oh, now we'll have a whole new like fashion look. I like so the Power true. Woman Converse thing, right? So true. Yes. Yeah. Love that combo. Yeah. Will we be talking about what the second gentleman wears? Can we make a whole big thing about oh, that? Oh, we should. Right? Yeah. Is he wearing an American-made suit to support American designers? That's a very good question. Very important questions. Yes, Mr. Emhoff, we want to know. <laughs> Who are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, it, it's a brand new day. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a different inauguration than we've had before oh, because sure. of COVID yeah. and, and the like. But I'm looking forward to this new chapter. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Biden and Mama, they're going to take us. These are the women it, who are leading. And wow, Mamala and Dr. Biden. But this, we're recording this right after that kerfuffle in the post came out yeah. about a speaker at my alma mater. So proud. <laughs> Which my alma mater immediately came out and said, no, that's no, not, yeah. no, we're not, no. I knew they would. I was happy with the way they did it. And Dr. Biden, you earned it. You are it. And you serve it. She's literally doing the work. So, yeah. Yes. So let's take a second to say we have a very talented woman coming in to take over the first lady spot who is going to maintain her role as a working mom <laughs> and it was going to continue to teach. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the world, especially regarding community colleges, yeah. which is yeah. my mom's business. 
we're big supporters and we the value of what community colleges can do for this country is very powerful. And Dr. Biden will it, continue to shine a spotlight on that. Amen to these smart women. Let that example of someone calling her out in this way that was just so inappropriate and just so kind of useless, useless and this kind of like, oh, I'm going to. It was just a shot at her for no reason, just absolutely no reason. There was not like you can't even think that behind that the motivation behind that. I can't even see what the redeeming. What right, the, like and for what? Right, and thus, what would make it better? What what solution are you? As with many things, if you're going to raise an issue, what solution are you propo- proposing? Right, exactly, and so I think. And what I hope is, as we go into this new era of leadership and we continue to see the ceiling being shattered, seeing the cracks in the glass, whatever whatever it might be, that we start to respond to what will be inevitably, we will inevitably see more of those comments, but that the responses yeah. will grow stronger and we'll, we'll be prepared to, yeah. to just blow it off because that's we're in a new era now. Hearing people just call call people out for absolutely no reason with no end, but just to kind of shame and insult women is just not going to be something that... Yeah. And that the women, we're strong and we have the tools to stand up and, and the fortitude and the numbers to say, nope, no, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well... Well, I think this has been very nice. Let's say <laughs> thank you for listening to us on the breadwinners. You will find links. We have so many things to share about the wonders of women running for office. They'll be in the episode description. Email us anytime at thebreadwinners at gmail.com or visit us at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. It really does help us grow. And until next week, keep hustling, Mamala. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.